Hey guys, welcome to Real Estate Happens. We are so graciously happy and wonderfully surprised to have a special guest today. We just did a podcast uh, just the other day. Normally I try to do these about once a week, but a very special lady stopped by my office and I drug her in here. It is right now 11 o'clock and she has to be at Cooper's Hawk to go drink for the day um, here in about 30 minutes. Uh, but we have none other than Joni from Real Producers. Joni, how are you? Hey, doing great, Kenny. Thanks for having me. Oh, so glad. You know, it, it's... Um, Several years ago, you know, you and I really kind of met and got to be uh, got to be good friends, and I've enjoyed our friendship and the things that we've been able to go over. And we call each other for advice all the time. But I'll never forget when you first called me. You you called me. Oh, I've got this magazine, and you know, blah blah blah. And I went, oh, okay, well that's cool. Another, you know, play to pay to play kind of thing. But it's that's not what it is. And you've done such a great job building the real producers in this area. I, I would love it if you just take a minute, just go back to when you started, how you started, why you started, where you were, and where we are today with the with the Real Producers Magazine. Because I think it's such a, a a wonderful thing, not just the magazine, but the gatherings that you have and bringing the industry professionals together in this area. Just amazing what you've done. So I'd love to hear kind of that story background. Yeah, great. So the background is mostly like my husband and I were working together. We own a couple of businesses and, and we realized we needed to diversify. So I started studying for my real estate license and I was going to go and become a rock star realtor. And then the real producer's opportunity was presented to me. And I thought it was such a great opportunity. That was five years ago. When I first started looking into it, you know, I thought, well, gosh, you know, I thought print was dead. <laughs> we all kind of thought it was dead until you hit the scene and you kind of did some CPR on it. Well, and, and you know, and, and there are forms of print that are dead when they're not read and they're not relevant. But this particular Real Producers is so relevant to our audience, our readership, that uh, it was irresistible. So I uh, couldn't resist. And I went and flew to Chicago for some training. And, you know, what I found out about Real Producers is it started about eight years ago as a concept in Indianapolis by a young guy named Remington Ramsey. Remington's awesome. Shout out to Rem. Um, you know, Remington was selling Cutco knives and uh, closing gifts to realtors. And what he found was it was really difficult for a good business to get into a realtor office. And uh, and when they did get into the office, what they had or who showed up for their lunch and learns were the part-time realtors and the brandy new realtors. and The group looking for the free lunch. The group looking for the free lunch and not necessarily top performers. And um, Rem was working in another area of our business that um, focused on, you know, high-end neighborhood publications. Uh, it's now um, the Stroll Publications. And he decided that sort of model could work really well in the real estate community because, let's face it, right around that time or just before that, the text message replaced the handshake. And uh, we needed to bring the handshake back to the real estate industry because um, it got really hurt by that. By technology kind of took the relationship aspect away from realtors. Yeah, uh, when I did my first closing 20 years ago, you know, everybody sat at the closing table, the you know, selling agent, the buying agent, us, the sellers, you know, the lawyers, the whole bit. And uh, you know, and today we don't see that. Well, you know, it's it's funny you should mention that because we've talked on here several times about the different generations, generation X, gen millennials and <clears throat> they all have different traits about them and most 
millennials will tell you that they would rather text message somebody than call them any day of the week. So, so what you're saying is getting this magazine and having these groups and being these agents together has really brought the aspect of true networking back where it should be. Absolutely. You know, one of the favorite things, so the Real Producers model produces the monthly publication that's all about top realtors. And then we do frequent social events where we're bringing the top realtors together with our business partners. At the events, my favorite thing to overhear, and I hear it often, is, oh, you're Kenny Lettner. We just did a deal together. Nice to meet you. And uh, when I hear that, it warms my heart because I, you know, I, it's, it's the reason we're in business is to help connect, elevate, and inspire top real estate agents. And so, you know, the magazine tells great stories, always a top producer, a rising star. The rising star is like less than five years and crushing it. Um, we have on-the-rise realtors who've been in a little bit more than five years, but maybe overcame something and did a big comeback or, you know, is just crushing it. We have uh, folks who are making a difference in the community and sharing those stories. My favorite thing to hear about the magazine is the what I call the I never knew factor. You know, when I can do an article and they see a picture of Kenny Lettner in front of his outside grill and and, and he's like a gourmet chef and nobody knew this. And, uh, you know, people come to me and they're going, I never knew Kenny was a gourmet chef. You know, <laughs> I never knew it. And uh, so it's super fun to share the stories. And and the feedback I get from top real realtors is that they really enjoy reading it, you know, um, Top, top realtors have told me they read it word for word, page for page, cover to cover every month without exception. And and that just warms my heart because, you know, the the feedback I get from those that are featured and those that are reading it is thanks for making us human again. Well, you know, I, I, I love that aspect of it because there have been and I'm one of the ones I read your magazine. I, every time it comes out, I, I, I read it. I want to know who's participating. I want to know who is supporting it because the people that your vendors that are helping to support that magazine and I like the magazine, I try to support them. Uh, and, but I read about these agents that I hear about and I see they're doing a lot of business, see they're doing great things in one thing or another. But then I, I realize, wow, they're, they're actually a human being and they've really got some great things going on in their life. And there's, like you said, things I didn't know, you know, about people. I find that fascinating every time I, every time I read about something from somebody. Yeah, it, it's super fun. You know, I always tell people it doesn't suck to be me. I just, you know, I have a good time. Something that, you know, the realtors appreciate about the vendors that are in there is that every one of those vendors is recommended to me by top performing agents. So, you know, they're not the ones out there that are desperate. These are the professionals who've built their business on a lot of referrals from top agents. Well, well let's talk about that for a second. I, I think <clears throat> there might be a common misperception that all you have to do to get in this magazine is being a top 500 in the Hampton Roads production, blah, blah, blah. And that is not the case. You could be number two and never get in this magazine because it's more than just your numbers. It's your character. It's who you are. It's what you're doing. It's how you interact with other people because without being nominated by more than one person, you're not getting featured in this magazine or being in this magazine. So that adds this this incredible element to what you're doing, which I think is amazing. That's why I say, you know, this is not a pay-to-play or a simply, you know, top leaderboard kind of thing. And, and you know, I, there's a lot of companies that have leaderboards in their offices, right? And it's always the same top three people on that leaderboard. I don't have a leaderboard in my office because – 
I don't care if you're doing five deals a year or if you're doing a hundred deals a year. If five deals a year was your goal and you reached it, that should be celebrated just as much as the guy that did a hundred. And, you know, cause everybody has different priorities. So, so I just really appreciate that. It's not just about the numbers. It's about the person, the character, the things they're doing within the community and things of that nature also, I think is wonderful. Yeah. You know, and that was something we did very intentionally at Real Producers. You know, we didn't want it to be, you know, available to the highest bidder. You know, I've had people offer me money for the cover and, and you know, we just can't do that, you know, and we won't do that. We really depend on our nomination system, which is really complex. That will take a whole nother podcast to explain, but it is explained in most you, of the issues. I think that's a really good point. You cannot pay to be in this magazine. I don't care how much, well, I won't say that because if there was enough money to retire and run one issue, sure. But you, you can't pay to be in this magazine. And that's, I think a big, I think that's huge. It's huge. Yeah. If you're a top realtor, there, there is no charge. Now the businesses are who support it, you know, and, and, and back to them, you know, I meet with every business again, I make sure they're not desperate. I make sure that they value that this is about relationship. You know, even at our events, our business partners aren't coming and setting up a trade show booth. They're there to shake hands and kiss babies. You know, they're there to, to make the, start of a relationship that could turn into business over time. And that's really important because nowhere in this area are top producers getting together on a regular basis like they are with the Real Producers platform. How many people do you normally, when you do a big event, how many people show up at those events? We had just over 200 at the last event we had, and that was about 180 realtors and about 25, 30 partners. That is huge. Uh, in and of itself. I mean, that that's a big event. It really is uh, for this area. Anytime you can get more than two realtors in the same room, you've done something, right? I mean, so it speaks volumes for how unpressured these events are. You go to events and it's just, you feel like you're just being sold to left and right. And it's just, it's just not that way. Well, and the fun part, Kenny, is, you know, not all of our events are that big. We also do some smaller events. Every two months, we pull together those that were featured recently, and they bring their brokers and their coworkers and, you know, other realtors who just, you know, cheer them on. Our tagline is connect, elevate, and inspire. And and that is, there's no better way to elevate and inspire a realtor than to celebrating their nomination and article in Real Producers. We frame the articles and gift them to the realtors. And, and it, it's kind of cool. And uh, they just really appreciate um, that we're really the only third party validation of their success outside of their brokerages that, that exists. No, I, I, I think it's great. So we've talked about where you came from, what you're doing. Let's talk a little bit about where you're going. Uh, you know, what do you see in the future of real producers? Because I know you have, you know, you have the the real producers here on the south side. You have the peninsula. Um, what, what do you see? Where do you see the future of real producers? The future of real producers is going to get it's it's going to get big. Uh, we just started a national podcast. Um, Ooh, nice. Yeah, that's been cool. We've uh, we've had a couple of our local rock stars uh, appear on that, I think, or are targeted to do that. But locally, um, we are just celebrating four years in print Southside and one year on the peninsula. And, and that's pretty cool, um, especially the one year on the peninsula, because this year has been a wonky year to be in real estate. Well, it's been tough, right? I yeah. mean, uh, you know, I say tough. It's just it's not any tougher than any other market. 
it's just different. And, you know, we have to learn to pivot and with these, these different things that happen in our market uh, to kind of make that happen. Uh, so I tell you that I'm going to mention somebody real quick. Um, Michael Little, Iron Valley. Uh, has he been in a magazine? So Mike was our cover recently. Oh, um, that's what I thought so. I thought that was the case. Yeah, it was it was kind of a fun story. So Mike was supposed to be our cover like two years ago. And um, and then some some ch- major changes happen. And, and he had just gotten his brokerage license and he got thrusted into being the managing broker a little bit earlier than he expected. So we, we put that on hold and I was super excited to have him on the cover. You know, he's a great success story. You know, this kid started kid, I say, you know, I'm an old chick. But, uh, you know, this guy started selling boats from the back of a Navy ship as active duty and reached my top 500 list. And and uh, that's cool. You know, it's funny. Uh, when I was um, um, involved with a, an investor and in listing houses for him, and he was flipping them, um, he bought one of them. And <clears throat> I was looking back through my text messages, and sure enough, there he is, and we're talking about it. And it was, uh, it, it was like, hey, I can't get there today. I'm on deployment or I'm on the ship. And it was when he was still active duty. I think this was only like three years ago, uh, if that. I mean, so it was somewhere along in there. So, so when I realized that, I'm like, well, Damn, he went from that and, you know, he just, I think, uh, uh, had a thing I just read the other day. He just listed, he just uh, uh, signed his 200th agent. So I, I think when a company comes on and grows like that, it says a tremendous amount about the leadership of that company. Because, yes, agents will move for money, but they don't. It's it's really not about money for agents. Most of them, it's about the relationship and the training and the and the feeling of being belonging to something bigger with good strong leadership up front that is attracting agents and he is attracting agents left and right. And I think that speaks well. And nobody's ever said anything bad about him. I've talked to a hundred people and everyone's like, "Oh no, he you know he's great." I, one, I think one of my agents said he they called the brokerage to complain about something one of the agents that did as all agents will do. Right. And he called him back. Hey, nope, nope. We'll take care of it. And so I thought that was, uh, it was really good. So, uh, I'm, I've actually, I think I left him a message when I want to get him on the podcast and really have a conversation with him too. Yeah. You know, Mike is one of those great examples of, you know, in trying times and let's face it, the last five years in real estate have been interesting. You know, this market has pivoted daily for the last at least three, four years. And, um, you know, there's two types of businesses. There's the one that when things get a little tough, a little different, they hide their heads in the sand and wait for the storm to pass. And then there are others who look for the opportunity. And, and you know, Mike's a great example of that. Kenny, you're a great example of that. You know, those that are looking and real producers is a great example of that. We grew exponentially. Um, in fact, change is really good for us. Uh, the more things change, the more the community binds together. And, uh, and, you know, building community is what we do. And the more things change, the more so the future of real producers, we're going to be adding some masterminds and, and uh, just getting together the, with the folks who are really crushing it in the market so they can share how that's going and, and help some others, you know, bring some others along. No, I think that's great. And, you know, I, I had on here the other day, um, uh, Claudel Clark, he's the uh, president and CEO of Better Business Bureau here in the Greater Hampton Roads and just a great guy. And he also runs a company called uh, Coastal Outerwear and or Coastal Apparel and Coastal Cornhole. <clears throat> so he is a really great guy. And, you know, from day one, 
from day one, he was giving back to the community and charity and one thing or another. And I don't think people realize this, but you do the same thing. Every month you run a specialty, a specialty article on a charity uh, that means something or that is making a difference. And, and you know, there's no charge for them to get that done. Uh, it just has to be a good charity. So you guys have been doing that from day one. And I feel like a lot of the companies, a lot of the businesses that are doing well are are really collecting on some good karma because they do have that philanthropy part of their business that's giving back to a community that's giving to them. So I think that's amazing that you guys do that. Yeah, that's something that our parent company, um, N2 Company, feels very strongly about. We really want to elevate those who are giving back. You know, we worked with a very, we we work all over the country within 120 real producers markets. I think it's 130 now. Um, and over 700 high-end neighborhoods. We're working with a pretty bougie demographic. <laughs> and, um, and and we know that, that so many people who hit the certain level of success really do value the opportunities that are, they are granted to give back to the community. And, and we get to celebrate that. We'll either run a free ad for a 501c3 or write an article about a really worthy cause. You know, we're doing a cool one um, uh, with a gal up in uh, Williamsburg who puts together these Christmas boxes and, uh, and sends them. And last year, they all went to the Ukraine for kids to really have a great oh, that's Christmas. awesome. That's awesome. Well, and you're, you know, I mean, everybody knows, I mean, I make no bones about it. I'm a Shriner. Uh, my philanthropy is the Shriners Hospital, Children's Hospital. You know, the Shriners Hospital is an amazing organization. They take kids uh, with problems, regardless of their ability to pay. It doesn't matter. And they make sure that they're taken care of. So I, I have that philanthropy. So every year we do a, a very large cornhole tournament. I, we're one of the largest regional cornhole tournaments on the East Coast at this point. And you, you know, from year when we first started to try to get that going and try to get support for it when it was just such a struggle. Nobody knows what you're doing or knows what's going on. You supported us and, you know, we really appreciate that. And it, and it really did help make a difference. So uh, thank you so much for doing that, Johnny. Uh, we enjoyed doing it. And by the way, guys, like I went to that cornhole tournament last year and that was just rocking fun. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's out of control. I, I have never in my life. So I'm not a big cornhole player. I'm, I know how to put on an event, right? I know how to do big, production events. I uh, did a, a barbecue tournament, uh, four days, seven bands, 24 professional barbecue teams. Case did that four or five years ago, raised like a, over a hundred grand for a charity at the time. So I know how to do that, but I never know. I don't really know that much about cornhole, right? Uh, I thought the bag still had actually corn in them. I mean, they're high-end <laughs> resins and this, all this other kind of stuff. I had, had no idea, but I, I also found out the first year we did this, I had, you know, because we set up down at the KOA, we have uh, now we've got axe throwing and food trucks and airmail challenges and a 40 by 140 tent and 16 sets of boards set up and professional. It's just amazing. But because one of the ways we're going is a sale of alcohol, the first year I had the bar set to be opened at noon. That was the biggest mistake I ever made with cornhole players. Why is that? Because they start drinking at 830 a.m., <laughs> right? The, the When the gates open, there was a line at the bar, and they're like, where's the bartender? So, so yeah, so then now we open the we open the bar 15 minutes before the gates open, and we're ready to go. So, But, yes, it's a great time. We have great, wonderful sponsors, Prosper Insurance. Uh, we have uh, STC Construction, T-Mobile, um, uh, Hall Automotive. We have some of the 
amazing uh, sponsors that really come out and spend time with us and do that. And this is October 13th and 14th uh, at the KOA campgrounds. Parking is free. Uh, just getting in is free. Just come, have a good time. We got the beekeepers playing on Friday night, Lewis McGee playing on Saturday night. So just going to be a wonderful time. So I'm sure you'll be coming out again. So Lewis is an old friend of mine. So oh, that, my goodness. He is amazing. Yeah. I took guitar lessons with Lewis many years ago. Did You, you know, it's the beekeepers, the lead for the beekeeper took guitar lessons from Lewis also. So it's kind of interesting to have them both there. Uh, I, I get Lewis. He was at our at our, at our uh, year before last. He was there, or no, last year. One of the years he was there. And about every 30 minutes, because we have Reverend Spirits, which is called Dorman out of Norfolk, one of the best bourbons around this area. Just amazing. Uh, sponsors every year. So Lewis likes his bourbon. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. So about every 20 minutes, I would take a bourbon up to him, and I think he played for like six hours. <laughs> <laughs> he does tend to lose a little track of time with the uh, bourbon. Give, there, him, give him a Grand Marnier. Oh, there, is there any song he doesn't know? There are very few songs he doesn't know. Yeah. There, there's a few he refuses to play. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, Joni, uh, anything else that you would like to add? Anything that you'd like to your the listeners to kind of hear or, or be thinking about? Well, if you're a top realtor or a top real estate professional, you know, we look for your nominations. Go check us out on Facebook. It's HR Real Producers. And, you can't uh, nominate yourself. And uh, Well, you can, but it doesn't go a long way. <laughs> doesn't, go, doesn't go over real well. Right, right. Kind of like a fart in church. You <laughs> know, we love our nominations. We'd love to hear from uh, the top realtors. You know, uh, we love your engagement, and we certainly love when you do come to our events. If you are a business that would like to be in front of top realtors, I'd love to hear from you. And we can certainly talk to see if that might be a good mutual fit. Awesome. So um, guys, uh, you heard it here. Uh, give Joni a call. You can find her on Facebook, Real Producer Magazine, Hampton Roads. Real Producer Hampton Roads uh, would be a great time. Uh, until next time, thank you all for being here. I appreciate y'all's support. We've had a great, tremendous response lately, and uh, we're just going to keep growing this. And uh, I think at some point here in the near future, we're going to do some live broadcast and uh, see if we can get some call-in questions. Guys, have a great day. Real Producers, Kenny Letter, signing off. Have a great day. <laughs>